Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. Last week, I shared with you the first part of my interaction with Peter, one of the apostles of the first century church, and I believe the conversation was a blessing to you. Today, I invite you to listen to the second part of our interaction where I ask Peter about what his weaknesses and his ministry can teach us about the Christian faith. And let me say again that the role of Peter is played by Travis Blake, who is a lay leader at Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. Please listen to this one. In the Gospels, it is recorded that when Jesus said, who do you say I am? You, you were the first to confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Um, he's the Christ. Um, Jesus said that it was, it was revealed to you by the Father. Okay, and then you, you, you mentioned uh, the fact that you, you misunderstood his mission and you, you wanted to prevent him uh, from fulfilling his call. Now, based on that particular um, situation, can you just share something and just tell us something about what we can learn? Uh, about um, that experience, um, that kind of weakness. Yeah, I I think it's interesting the way it was recorded by by Matthew. Uh, but in Matthew 16, I I said I was. You're right. The first to declare who Christ was. You know, I was the first to declare that He is the Messiah, the Son of the Living God. In that same chapter of Matthew 16 is when. I mean, immediately following that actually is when Christ predicted his own death and I rebuked him and told him that he would never die. He would never be crucified the way he predicted. And uh, it's funny that I was the first to identify Christ, also the first to deny Christ. And that in the following chapter, you know, I suggested to erect tabernacles to Elijah and, and Moses and and placing Christ somewhat in the realm of a prophet when I had just a chapter earlier, you know, not that many weeks prior, been the first to identify Christ hmm. as the Son of God. And so I think for me, it's a, I, I think I'm a good example of, of weakness and inconsistency. You know, someone who knows the truth, who knows the power of Christ, but who in the moment forgets it, you know, and they're, there's the, the the times where I failed are highlighted and well recorded. Uh, I think as a way to remind folks that um, faithfulness to Christ is not judged only moment by moment, right? And I, I had my moments where I lost that faith, but I was welcomed back with grace. And I think at the heart of it, I knew the truth all along, just the failure I and executing that, right, and, and living that out moment by moment, which is a struggle, I think, for all Christians. And that's that's the essence of sin in the Christian life, is that we know the truth, and yet we still do sin, even after we've accepted Christ, right? We, we are still flawed. We are still flesh. We need grace constantly, over and over. We must remain constantly connected to Christ. And that is one of the saving graces for me, is that I was always a disciple. I was always following with Christ, even though I was far from perfect. And it's probably more than any other disciple or any other figure in the New Testament. My failures are recorded over and over again. Hmm. Wow. 
Um, okay, so um, what you said uh, tells me that the relationship is more like a marathon. It's a long haul. It's, it's more like an organic kind of relationship, right? But Jesus said that without me, you can do nothing. So as the vine, when we dwell in him, uh, we bear fruit. But even as we struggle, as we dwell in him and we try to grow in him, we slip here and there. But it's not just that momentary thing. And just like when you are you're having a spiritual high moment, you shouldn't just be prideful about it. In the same way, you shouldn't you know lose hope when you are having a low moment spiritually. Remember that you have a relationship with Christ and then he's always ready to welcome you and help you bring you up uh, so that you can continue the journey, right? You're looking, looking onto him, running your, your race day in and day out. So it reminds me why he said that you have to pick your cross daily, right? Yeah, it's not like you know it once and you have it forever. It's like you have to practice it. And 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 even then, the failure is not final, right? I, you could, and I, 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 if I guess I was to say one thing I was proud of, that I could fail and return and return and return. And, I, and, I, and Christ kept me from giving up or from walking away or from taking the shame of my failures, which were seen by all the disciples at that time. You know, it was, were well known. Some of them were prophesied by Christ or I was rebuked publicly by Christ. And I never let that deter me from continuing to follow. I always stayed on the path. Even if I took a detour, I lost my way. I always returned back and that's the that's the grace of god i'm not saying it's because of anything i did or that i or who i am but it is a reminder i think that uh that it is a marathon and you do have to you you may not hit hit every marker or hit every milestone uh you may take steps backward or to the side but returning to that path is one of the disciplines of the christian life returning to the path um, it's one of the disciplines of the Christian life. Okay, thanks a lot uh, for that um, word there. Now, let me also look at another story uh, recorded in the book of Acts chapter 10 and 11. Uh, okay. Your call to the house of Cornelius, uh, that Gentile and uh, his people, his household. Uh, that experience, the vision you had and the struggles you had. And then later on, um, of course, God accepting uh, the, the, the house of Cornelius into his kingdom. Can you use that experience also to tell us about um, ministering, uh, ministering to people, uh, looking at people, how we, look, we, we view people, uh, how we judge uh, those who must be saved and all that. I'm sure you have a lot to say about that when, when you think about that experience. Yeah, I, th- I think the uh, that's an example of a time where I... I even as an apostle, even after the resurrection and the ascension, you know, even as we're building the church, we're in Acts, Acts chapter ten, as you pointed out. I'm still making mistakes. I'm still missing the point. I I resisted taking the gospel to Cornelius, even though Cornelius called for me and asked for me. I resisted taking on the gospel because he was a Gentile, and. I was fortunate that the Lord came to, to me and, and showed me a vision and told me in you know, no uncertain terms to not call anything that he has made clean, rather not to call it impure or unclean. And, and I, he showed me that vision in the context of animals, but it was 
applied to or intended to apply to God's people, the, the humanity, not just uh, people like me, Jews, but but uh, you know, Hebrews, but uh, but God's people in terms of humanity, right? Who He created in His own image, and I I had to learn, and in part through Cornelius and his family, how to minister to those Gentiles. And you know, I I, I was there at Pentecost when Christ came to all the Jews assembled of different nations and tongues, but still all people who believed in the, in the concept of the Messiah and of Jehovah, uh, you know, God, the father. Uh, and then I was there when the Holy spirit descended on the Samaritans. And, and then, uh, finally, when we started to minister to the, to the Gentiles, you know, and that mirrors, I think what Christ said, we will be in Judea and Samaria and in Jerusalem and all Judea. In Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. So I, I saw the gospel progress those different groups, but it was never, it was not easy for me, even with, especially with the Gentiles. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about the conversion of Cornelius is that in spite of my hesitations and weaknesses, the gospel still moved forward. Hmm. The gospel still moved forward. Uh, I, I remember that one fascinating thing about that story is like when you started preaching and talking to them about Christ and the kingdom and everything. Um, you didn't even finish your speech. And then the Holy Spirit fell on them and they were just prophesying. And uh, it, it appears that God even went before you, right? Yeah. <laughs> to uh, yeah. tell you that he's the one who does the work. He does the regeneration. He does the saving. And uh, you are just uh, a vessel. And that, that's, that's uh, great to note. I trust that you were blessed by our conversation. God willing, next week I'll share with you the third part of our interaction. Until then, may God equip you with all that you need to trust and obey Him in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.